dozen roses, glass of wine, slippers and PJs, feeling fine. Advice is nice. It's advice by the fireplace. With Dan, Lila, Karen. CJLO. 1690. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Advice by the Fireplace. My name is Dan Lila. I'll be your host for the next hour. It's Wednesday, 5 p.m. Atlantic time. And we are here celebrating each other, ourselves. This is the show where we answer advice questions sent in by our loyal listeners. (sighs) Not really. I find them on the internet, but... Sometimes people really send them in. In any case, they're real. I bring on a guest, a very funny comedian or two. This week, one. And one's enough. To help me answer these questions, to help us help you. And I hope you're taking it easy right now. I hope your feet are on a comfy shag carpet and that goes for everyone whether you're at home at the office driving your car or hurtling through the air I hope your feet are comfy I hope you are sipping on a tea lemon ginger Cinnamon, uh, cashews, coriander, honey. (laughs) Your classic teas. Speaking of classic tea, I got some real gossip for you, but that's later. I'd like to tell you about my week before we bring on our guest. I did some nude modeling during the week. Mm. It was in a classroom, night classes, adult ed, of course. And I posed completely naked in the name of art for some art students who sketched my body. My nude body. They called it sketch comedy, which I didn't appreciate. So what is this, SNL? Come on. They were mostly beginners, to put it kindly, some of the drawings were, I'll say, a little inaccurate. My head was huge, buck teeth, I was on roller skates, big lollipop. To be fair, the classroom was on the boardwalk, right at the pier, and I had bought some cotton candy, so they did work that in, which makes sense. 
I took it serious. You know, it's easy to laugh. It's easy to snicker and say, teehee, nude modeling. Oh, look, their stuff is out, you know? I can see that guy's Kit Kat bar. And that lady's caramels. Teehee. We're immature. Look, that's not me. I would never teehee something like that. You know me. I'm an artist. I did the research. I read up. I did the work. During the session, I stood in contraposto. Hmm. No, that's not an Italian appetizer. Contraposto. A.K.A. the counterpoise. A way of standing created by the ancient Greeks. That's true. Contraposto, in which a human figure is poised such that the weight rests on one leg. It's called the engaged leg. Freeing the other leg. I don't know what that one's called. Which is bent at the knee. Nobody stood like this before them. Nobody. People stood evenly. Or they didn't stand at all. They sat down. Now, to be a nude model, one must create dynamism in the body. And yes, my body is also... It's always dynamic, but you don't just stand like a zombie. Arms out. Face blank. Covered in blood. Hungry for brains. Come on. All symmetrical. Blech. I posed one arm behind my head, up, bent at the elbow, the other down at my waist, gently caressing my own buttocks. My hips were tilted. My gut was sucked in the whole time, which was difficult. God, why did I eat that meatball parm on the way over? Bad idea. Anyway, the human body is beautiful. I spent years feeling shame about mine. Years of feeling like my body wasn't good enough. Like it was the body of a, oh, I don't know, worm man? That belonged not to a man, but a large, limbed worm. But not anymore. To see my body, my person, my soul, drawn by all these wonderful talents, to see myself through the eyes of others, I was reminded at how beautiful I really was. So I hope you go out there and, hmm, sign up to be a nude model? I don't know. You know what? Go traveling abroad. Make a little spare cash by posing news in front of, nude in front of strangers. Or read the news. Either way. Make that spending cash. It's thrilling. It's freeing. And yeah, it's artistically beautiful. And if you don't want to go that, hey, go to a beach. Show off a little. Why not? Go to a parade. Take off your shirt. <laughs> Get rowdy. Do something. Don't you be ashamed. And your body, don't forget, your body is a wonderland. And I know John Mayer himself would agree. Now, in retrospect, am I telling you to get naked? No, again. 
but just feel the intention behind it. Do as I say, not as I, or maybe do what I did, but not what I said? I don't know. Look, this has gone off the rails, but one thing that's important to remember is that you are beautiful. Oh, and another thing. This is Advice by the Fireplace here at CJLO, 1690 AM. Beautiful Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Now we're going to go to a break in just a minute. And we're going to bring on a very special comedian. First timer. Part of the First Time Club. Take that, SNL. We got jackets and everything. We're going to talk to her. Right after we hear a few advertisements, a few promos for the other wonderful shows here at CJLO, and uh, we'll be right back with a little more show right after this. The Montreal International Documentary Festival is celebrating its 25th edition, a unique opportunity to enjoy the best documentary films from all around the world. This fall, the RIDM returns exclusively to theaters and venues with screenings, festivities, and much more. See you from November 17th to the 27th. Discover the full program at ridm.ca. The RIDM, where all stories meet. This is Kid Millions from Oneida, and you're listening to CJLO in Montreal, Canada. How do you know when you're super connected? You tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to CJLO 1690 a.m. Join me, Francella, as I go into new releases, old favorites, live requests, and dish out some hot takes every now and then. Tune in to Super Connected on CJLO 1690 a.m. Mondays at 11 a.m. CJLO, excuse me, 1690. We're back with Advice by the Fireplace. And a special guest? No, unfortunately not. Not yet. I think we had this problem with previous guest Sean Carson from a few weeks ago. International guests. We have a very basic phone system here at CJLO. There's a few coconuts some string we've talked about it all of our phones get sent to someone from the 40s in front of a large board and they take out wires and they they put it into a different place in front of a giant board you've seen this and sometimes they get it wrong it's an imperfect system so we're gonna wait for this international comedian And by international, I mean out of province. (laughs) International to some, when you think about it. Isn't, aren't we all international? And that's enough thinking about that. We're not. So she's going to call in in just a minute. And we're going to get to these incredible advice questions. But before we do, let me remind you. You can write in some advice questions at advicebythefireplace at gmail.com. Send me an email, and we will read your question live on air. No names. No details. 
just the basics. We would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you. And I hope you can write in that email again, advicebythefireplace at gmail.com. We got it. God, it was a big fight to get it. Some guy was sitting on it for years. Yeah, I paid him off. It's worth it for that one letter we got once. It all makes it worth it. Now, I'm so I don't want to say her name as a way of building up the suspense. But maybe I'll introduce I'll slowly introduce her. This is comedian who who made her bones who who built her name in the nation's capital of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Now, she's going to come and Oh, oh, I think we're good. Well, I, I, I think we're about to hear from her. Enough of this intro. Let's hear from her right now. Hello, Christabel, is that you? It is. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Please welcome to Advice by the Fireplace, Christabel Witt. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very, very good. I was just... I tried to call you. I'm sorry. Like I said, we've been having trouble with international callers is what I'm calling you. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> Very fancy. So thank you so much for calling in instead. Comedian, writer. Uh, I'll finish the intro when you leave. <laughs> How you doing, Christabel? I'm pretty good, actually. Just uh, hanging out, you know? Mm-hmm. What have you been up to today? Anything exciting? Uh, well, I'm a graphic designer during the daytime. Oh. Kind of what I've been up to. Uh, yeah, nothing too wild going on. Come on. Give us a little head. Give us a little spoiler. What are you designing these days? Uh, mostly websites, which is mm. fun. Um, and magazines. So, like, print and web design. Uh, uh, and these are graphic in nature? Yes, indeed. Oh, I see. Okay, I see. Even though it's during the daytime, these are nighttime websites. I got you. I got you. What am I talking about? Christabel, let me ask you a question before we get into it. I don't know if you've heard the show, but we answer advice questions. Uh, These are real questions sent in by listeners. How often do you seek out advice? Are you somebody who seeks seeks out the advice from others? Yeah, I think I am, like, pretty much every day, especially being a comedian. You're always, like, sending, flipping around voice memos and stuff like that to one another and taking and giving feedback to each other, I think. Which role are you more comfortable in, the giving feedback or the receiving the feedback? I like receiving it better because comedy is an art form and it's so subjective and I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't like giving feedback too much on, on people's performance art, you know? Can I... T- I completely agree. I find it so... The fact that they decided to say these things uh, makes it that they should say it again. You know what I mean? It's like, look, I don't know why you decided to go up with those jokes, but good on you. Keep trying. <laughs> if you thought they'd work, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. And the audience kind of dictates it, right? Like, who am I to say what's mm. funny and what's not? Well, you're part of the audience sometimes. <laughs> True. Mm. Well, all right. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to be... I might ask you some advice, some personal advice. Like, I'm dealing with some issues I might look for, but we are going to tackle these together. I have three advice questions here. 
uh, that have been sent in. Are you ready to get to these advice questions? I am. Let's do them. Okay, this is fantastic. Again, thank you for being here. Let's dive in. I'm excited. Okay, this first one is sent in from General Stink. (laughs) Strange name, but hey, that's what we do. General Stink from Alaska Falls, New Jersey. So General says this. Dear Advice by the Fireplace, should I tell my punitive religious parents that my 16-year-old sister is having sex with her boyfriend? When I was 16, my religious parents discovered I was having sex with my girlfriend. I was grounded for the entire summer, which brought a promising relationship to an end. Now, three years later, I have learned that my 16-year-old sister is having sex with her boyfriend. Should I tell my parents, love, General Stink, from Alaska Falls, New Jersey. Wow. Okay. First question. It's a doozy. Here we go. First thoughts. Yeah. So, General Stink. This is an interesting, interesting name. <laughs> I would say Very interesting name. hard no on letting the parents know the sister's having sex. I think that's a tough one. I think parents just, they need to, I don't know, butt out of people's business. <laughs> Um, yeah, and there's a double standard, right? Like with females, young females versus young males. Mm. So I wouldn't go there if I was, if I was general stink myself. (laughs) I agree. I mean, look, I feel for this young man for having his, uh, promising relationship come to an end because of, uh, you know, hard rules because of a tough break. But what you want that for your uh, for your baby sister? Yeah. Aren't you happy for her, General? <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. This one's look. It's tough when you're young, and he even said punitive. You know, you want somebody. You want fairness, and sometimes when you don't get fairness, you want to lash out. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But he shouldn't. That's not to say it's right. <laughs> I'm just talking. So I think it's, yeah, this one's pretty clear. Should he bring it up to the sister? Hey, I know about your relationship. Uh, Keep mom and dad out of it. Watch yourself. Or should he just stay out of it completely? I think it's fine. It's awkward to bring it up with the sister, but it's fine to bring it up with with the sister for sure. Mm. You don't bring up your love life with your siblings? Not at all. That's so uncomfortable. I have two younger brothers. I couldn't imagine. Mm. Oh, my God. What if they came to you for advice? Would you uh, uh, cut that off at the pass? Say, hey, hey, I'm not the right by Put your fingers in your ears and say, la, 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 la. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah I think <laughs> I would legitimately. That's the style. Fair. That's hey, the fair. style, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, look, my only thing, if I can get even a little serious for a second, is there any is there any problem with this relationship? My 16-year-old sister's having sex with her boyfriend. Is this any negative relationship at all? Because if so, maybe tell is the boyfriend uh, 30? Cuz then maybe tell the parents. Uh, you know, is he uh, some monster? If he's just a fellow 16-year-old, they seem to be in puppy love. What's the point, you know? 
Yeah, I agree. If it's a well-rounded individual, then, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no need to get into their business for sure. Awful. Have you ever been grounded for the entire summer? Oof. No, I got grounded from weird things, but only for like a week, week-long periods, you know? Mm, mm. Give me, hey, give me the, give me the tea. What'd you get grounded for? Let's see. Ooh, I think staying out too late at friends' houses, mm. like past curfew time. I think that was my worst hit, actually, in my yeah. youth. What about yourself? Did you get grounded for anything? I can remember once, um my mother doing laundry and finding the roach of a marijuana cigarette. I don't know why I kept it. Should have just thrown it. But uh, I think I put it in my little pocket or something. She found it. And I believe I was grounded for, uh, I don't think that long. But I said, hey, Ma, I'm 30. You can't ground me. (laughs) No, this was when I was probably 16 years old. And uh, that joint, you know, started a long path but anyway we could talk about that another time um yeah i think general we solved it anything more to add about this one no i don't think so yeah i don't think so don't tell your parents uh, and in fact if you got to help your sister lie do it you tell your parents yeah i saw her she she went to bed early but she's actually snuck out to see her boyfriend be a good brother you know what i mean yeah <laughs> thank you maybe you're not as encouraging <laughs> The idea of siblings, uh, anyway, hey, look, I like it. Help your siblings find love. Um, I'm going to move on to the second question. Here we go. This is coming in from Tom Ashford, uh, all the way from Scrunt Lake. So we got a lot of listeners from Scrunt Lake, so it's wonderful that yet another one. Here we go. Tom says this. <clears throat> Dear, this is a bit of a long one, so I'm sorry. Here we go. Dear Advice by the Fireplace. I work in higher ed at a university that has roughly 40% Jewish population. I have worked in my office for a little over four years. About a year ago, I converted to Judaism. I'm quite open about this and often wear a Star of David necklace. In the office suite across from my department is a woman who is an evangelical Christian. Prior to my conversion, she had asked me to come with her to church several times. I always told her no. Tried to hand me religious pam- oh, she tried to hand me religious pamphlets, and I wouldn't take them. In the last year, she asked me to go to church several times. I told her I was Jewish, and no thanks. She asked me what I was doing for Christmas. I reminded her I was Jewish, so I don't celebrate Christmas. It's all annoying, and I now regret not pressing this with her supervisor and or mine after what happened today. I was walking down the hallway, and she walked up to me, cornered me, put her hand on my head, and before I could run away, told me she's going to pray for me. She said this very long prayer that ended with, and may you come back to Jesus. I was floored. I honestly had no idea what to say. I looked at her in shock and walked away. I feel violated to my very core, and I am unsure what steps to take next. Even if I was a fellow Christian, this is not something that I think is professional in a workplace. I know I really need to go to HR, but is that the right path? Is there anything else I should do to protect myself? I fear what will come next if she's not talked to. Love. Tom Ashford from Scrunt Lake. Wow, that's a heavy one. Yeah, wow, that's a tough one. Sorry to drop that on you, but uh, we they, they these people need our help. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, if I was Tom, I would set a clear boundary with this woman in person 
before even going to HR. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds like he sort of has tried to, but sometimes with with this kind of thing, you have to just set, continue to set that boundary a few times <laughs> before it really has an impact. Mm -hmm. And from there, then go to HR. But sometimes, you know, HR, they like to tiptoe around these types of religious issues, so you never know if they're really going to help you out. That is very true. Hmm. Well, first off, I think you're absolutely right. I think um, you're in every, you know, look, you can do whatever you want, Tom, but I, I agree. Go to this lady in person and say, hey, the other day when you prayed for me, <laughs> that was very inappropriate. Word it however you'd like. Um, and then, you know, I hate to say gauge her reaction, but see if she understands. Try to level with her. I don't know. This is, yeah, geez. I personally think, um, what does he say here? Even if I was a fellow Christian, this is not something that I think is professional in the workplace. He's absolutely right. Religions aside, you know, it doesn't matter who's what. You keep that at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. This is how, how do you let me ask? I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Pretend I'm the woman who touched your head and uh, prayed for you. You are Tom. We're at work. I say, hey, Tom, uh, I have these. I think you should eat these cookies. They're in the shape of a cross. And here's your chance. Tell me. <laughs> Give me the speech. Yeah, I think I'd be like, oh, you know what? I've actually explained this before that I am not not interested in this. And it's making me mm -hmm. um, uncomfortable on a continuous basis. Would you mind? stopping but that's that's still such an uncomfortable conversation to have it when really you want to be respectful of somebody's religious practice you know mm -hmm. <laughs> just don't practice it on me don't push it on me <laughs> don't Lord, let it touch my head don't touch me uh, <laughs> too far it is a hard conversation isn't it i mean setting boundaries in any case it is hard to stand up for yourself like that you know yeah, exactly. And look, I'm not going to lie. Those cookies that I made in that scenario, they looked good. Yeah. It, it, it's hard. They're a pretty good bribe. I'm not going to lie. I've always wanted to have one of those wafers. You know, I've never I've never tried one. <laughs> Sometimes I get so hungry when I go to church. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, this. I'm sorry. Let me just say also to Tom, he says, I'm, I, I feel violated to my very core. Let me say I'm sorry you felt that way. Sorry you had this weird encounter with this lady. Uh, shouldn't have happened. I, if, if he was here, I'd give him a hug if he was into that. Totally. I agree. And should he go to HR? Seems like you have a little distrust of HR yourself. Hmm. I do. I do. Sometimes they're not always that helpful. So I'm kind of on the fence. I guess it depends on on the HR and if Tom has experience with his own HR I mean if they've been helpful in the past and he trusts them then go for it but yeah get a weird vibe off your HR then mm -hmm. it's worth it in my opinion you go to HR oh no they, they, they're reading the Bible oh no it's coming <laughs> from every angle uh, not to say not to, hey look again we love all religions here at the show <laughs> weird fail um yeah, so Tom, I think that's another easy, not to say easy one, but I think uh, it's a tough conversation to have, 
But if you got to set those boundaries, you set them. And you tell this lady, look, if she's as Christian as she says, she'll understand. She's, it's about empathy. It's under, look, did, did <laughs> I was going to talk about, did Jesus uh, go around? I don't know. Look, I don't, I don't want to get too serious because <laughs> I'm not that smart. That's why I need the guest to talk. Please take over. Yeah, let's see. Well, you know what? On a side note, the only person that's been able to drag me into church has been my grandpa, but he's like this sweet old man, and he mm. doesn't like, I don't know, he doesn't push it on me, so I'm like, sure, you know what? I'll mm. make an appearance here for you, old man. Absolutely. You do things for the people you love and the things they love, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've definitely been to, I'm, uh, you know, my family is pretty non-religious, but I've been to church a few times. I always think, these buildings, you know, forget the beliefs behind them. I just want to hang out in these gorgeous buildings all day. You know what I mean? Every time I step into even the smallest church, I look at the glass, I look at the walls, I think this, no wonder people believe in religion. These buildings are amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. They're pretty swank. I wish I could just live. You know what a dream. Those movies with where like people live in like an abandoned church, and they have this giant loft. Anything? How did they do? It's like obviously a movie set, but God, I would love to live in a church. Yeah, I agree. I'd also like to just produce a comedy show in like some abandoned <sighs> church building. There's hey, well, a lot of churches in Montreal. Holy. Most, I'm sure some of them are abandoned. You know what? Let's yeah. we're, let's talk after the show. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. This let's is going to be good. That. All right. Look, I don't want to keep it too much longer, but I have one more. And also, uh, I have nothing else prepared for the show. So please stay as long as you'd like. But I do have one more advice question that I need your help with. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's, let's hear it. Okay. This is coming in. Oh, this happens sometimes. This is coming in from Anonymous. Ooh. Uh, all the way from French Columbia. I think that's next to British Columbia, but I'm not sure. They say this, Dear Advice by the Fireplace and Guest. Oh, you get shouted out. That's nice. After I received the Save the Date card from my niece for her wedding, I immediately called my sister, her mom, and asked if this was real. My sister confirmed that the couple was absolutely serious about their Star Wars wedding. She didn't sound thrilled about it, but she said this is what her daughter wanted, as does the groom. They're both big time into Star Wars, and their biggest argument about the wedding so far has been which of the trilogies they want to represent at the wedding. I can't believe that two level-headed adults, at least I thought they were, would do something like this. My sister told me the couple even wants the parents and the, and the officiant in full costume and the bride even found a hairdresser who specializes in the, quote, Star Wars look. She also told me that the invitations will read, dress code, Star Wars preferred, but not required. And that's a good thing, because no way am I going to try and look like Princess Leia from any of the movies. I know this is what the couple wants, but doesn't it seem a bit extreme, not to mention something to put pressure and... Uh, uh, oh, sorry. But doesn't it seem a bit extreme not to put... Not to mention something to put pressure and extra expense on the guests. My husband and I have absolutely no intention of getting dressed up like some movie character. What should I do? Love, Anonymous. Hmm. From French Columbia. 
Wow, that's a tough one, you know? I think, like, if it's a couple that I have known well for many years, I think I would just... I would support their Star Wars wedding dreams. I'd still do it on the cheap because I hear anonymous on the budget situation. Like, you're already expected to, you know, bring gifts and, you know, pay for your accommodations and all sorts of things. Weddings do get expensive in this day and age, but still... Mm-hmm. Hit up Valley Village secondhand stores, buying us in groups, and kind of make it work. I don't know. I would be supportive of this, I think. Let me say, I completely agree. Not only a supporter, I mean, personally, maybe I'm a child. This sounds like a lot of fun to me. Yeah, I think it would be a fun party night. I mean, you're all dancing around and wild outfits. That cantina, like the cantina band is playing. That over and over again. That famous song. Yeah, I'm. uh, I think if look anonymous, I think this person really appreciates the sanctity of marriage and the traditional elements of a wedding which I don't exactly share but I do understand you are breaking tradition by a Star Wars themed wedding and if you care about the tradition I understand being a little irked but totally but what are you gonna do (laughs) yeah gotta support your friends and their dreams right Absolutely. Even if the dream seemed to you to be a little bit silly. Let me ask. So she she says, my husband and I have absolutely no intention of getting dressed up like some movie character. Do you think they have a responsibility to? It did say preferred but not required. So they could just show up in in just a regular uh, tuxedo and dress, right? Yeah, I guess they don't really have a responsibility to, like the couple left it um, open, which is good. So there's no pressure. I mean... I'm concerned that they might stand out as like an off couple that didn't support the theme as well. But I'm sure, you know, depending on the size of the wedding, um, there will be other people that are not in costume there as well. Weddings are so big nowadays, now that we're out of the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. That's very true. I know, and personally, I'll go to, I'll try to weasel my way into any wedding I can. Totally. I I love a wedding. So what do you think? Let me ask one more question here. Um, are you a Star Wars fan? I'm not actually a big Star Wars person. I'm sorry, you said you are not? I am not, no. Mm. Are you an aware enough that if I ask, you get invited to this wedding? Who are you? What do you do? Um, I feel like the only character I know is Princess Leia, <laughs> to be honest. Nice. So you got the cinnamon bun hair. Yeah, uh, I think I'm totally into it. I feel like I can do it on the cheap, too. Mm. All right. Well, Princess Leia, I mean, I, I, I might try a Yoda, personally, for me. And then I get to walk on my knees and put little shoes on my knees. That would be fun. <laughs> I don't, that I, would be sweet, actually. Do you think you could do it on the cheap as well? Well, I would have to get the finest shoes. I'm spending thousands on these things. But no, I think I could do it on the cheap. You get like a brown. I would have to look at Yoda. I I can picture Yoda's head in my head. But what is Yoda wearing? A brown cloak type? Like a, you get a bathrobe and pull it off. You get your face screen. Yeah. You pull that off. No problem. 
a bathrobe, a coffee mug. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, laptop. Okay. Yeah, I think I would be Yoda. I would definitely go to this wedding. I would suggest to Anonymous, I mean, I have two ways of looking at this. One, I think at the risk of sounding uh, inconsiderate, loosen up a little bit. You know what I mean? I love you to bits, Anonymous. But loosen up a little bit. Have some fun. You know, go with the flow of this wedding. Uh, If you need to not dress up, then don't dress up. But if you like you said, if you love your friends, you go and you support them on their big weird day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me ask you another. If you had to have a themed wedding, you and your husband or wife are uh, nerds. It's going to be a weird pop culture themed wedding. What do you choose? That's a tough one. I'm trying to think of what what it would be. I know. I'm trying to, too, now. Hmm. It wouldn't be... Hmm, I'm trying to think. I'll tell you what did cross my mind. I'm not the biggest wrestling fan, but a wrestling-themed wedding would be very fun. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm actually a big, like, Disney person. It would be cool to see all my friends as, like, any Disney characters and, like, to not define a certain movie, but just, Mm -hmm. like, do a couple costumes as whatever from Disney. And that's really... Oh, my God. Now, you mentioned a Disney wedding. Now, my brain is going off. What's your first dance song? There's so many Disney classics it could be. Uh, Oh, my God. What's the top of the cake? (laughs) That's a, yeah. I, I support this Disney wedding. I'm sure it's been done a million times, but I'd like to be there. Please, sure. if, listeners, invite Christabel and I to your wedding. <laughs> Please, we'll fly anywhere. I'll pay for it. Look, the show will pay for it. Will you? <laughs> if you get invited to a destination wedding, are you going to come? And we can we can each bring a plus one. That would be sweet. And I'll dress up as whatever. I'm down. <laughs> okay, great. You will dress up as Yoda with me. Four Yodas coming to your wedding. It's not Star Wars themed, but we're going to be Yoda. <laughs> this is going to work. We're like the wedding crashers. For sure. I just want to be able to go to a wedding in a robe like Yoda. Painted green. <laughs> what a dream. I know. I <laughs> Look, all you need is some pointy ears, a green face, say things backwards, and you wear a bathrobe, and you're Yoda. And then you get drunk at the open bar. You dance to the Isley Brothers. This is great. I've created such a great world in my head. <laughs> For sure. Um, is there anything you'd like to add to Anonymous? I don't think so. I think I covered it off. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there is the question. Doesn't it seem a bit extreme not to mention something to put pressure and extra expense on the guests? Do you think... Do you see a world where you would be annoyed? Is there a wedding where you would think, oh, okay, I want to support, but that's a little too much. You know, some destination weddings, very far away, very expensive flight. If on top yeah. of that, now I also have to do this and that, and it, uh, now it's going to be in the air. I have to get my pilot's license. Ay, ay, ay. How much work do I have to do, you know? Yeah, it's hard to say. I haven't had that happen. Like, a lot of my friends have been getting married in the last few years, and I haven't had anything, like, overly insane expected of me, even, like, being in a couple of bridal parties and things like that. But it really depends on each person's, like, financial situation at that time, because, yeah, during the pandemic, like, people were really having a tough time. So, but luckily, weddings kind of slowed down during that time, too. That's true. 
I wonder, a Zoom wedding. I haven't even thought about a Zoom wedding. That's fun. Dress up Yoda from the waist up. Yeah, you can just like wear pajamas <laughs> and whatever you want from the waist up. That's a sweet idea. Well, yeah, I didn't do any Zoom weddings. Did you do any Zoom weddings? No, I didn't even, th- I haven't even, didn't even think of that idea. No, I haven't been to a wedding in years. I had a little run where I was invited for maybe two a year for like three years, and then it's been fallow. Oh, that's good. That's good when they taper off. That's a nice place to be in. I'm, I'm almost there, I think. Mm. I want one or two more, honestly. I'll take a, I'll take a baby shower. I'll take a... I just want something to do, honestly. I'm so bored yeah. half the time. Someone invite me to something, you know what I mean? For sure, yeah. Those parties are fun, right? Because you get kind of reunited with all your friends and stuff again. Everybody's all in one place. And I don't know about you, I end up stealing a gift that isn't for me. But I'll just, on the way, okay, bye guys, oops, I forgot my coat. And then I go into the room, I take a little gift card, I get out of there. Oh, nice, that's so solid. Uh, here I am, I'm just like stuffing my face with all the cupcakes and mm. vegetables and like the triangle sandwiches. But you, you're nailing it. Like, yeah. you gotta lift a gift. I mean, I you- definitely also stuff my face with those sandwiches. And I stuff some in the pocket, and then I put the card in there, and then it gets squished in the egg salad. It can get messy, but this is what you got to do. Okay, so invite me to your (laughs) thing, listeners. Uh, I think that's about it. Look, we're done with these questions. I think we helped. Do you think we've helped? I think so. I think we killed it. So let me ask Christabel, before I let you go, uh, I can't thank you enough for being here on the show, but you have a very exciting uh, compilation album coming out this Friday? Yeah, it's super exciting time. So it's called Diversity Higher. And yeah, it'll be out streamable everywhere. You listen to music on Friday uh, through Howlin' Roar Records. So that's exciting. First up, Howlin' Roar Records. Great. They're, they're coming out with great stuff all the time. I love Howlin' Roar. And also, uh, who can, can you share some names of who else is on this uh, album with you? Yeah, so Simone Holder, oh Janelle Niles, Sophie Hayes, um, Wendy Reed, and I'm trying to think. I feel like I'm missing someone. Oh, yeah, Diane Skull as well, and that's everybody. These are these are home run hitters. This is <laughs> this is fantastic. Well, geez, what's it called? What, give, give me the name one more time. It is called Diversity Hire. Diversity Hire comes out this Friday. Seek it out. Christabel Witt, one of the funniest. I'm so excited to see you. Look, uh, I've only seen you a handful of times. We've lived in a different city, but hopefully, I think we're going to live in the same city soon. And my God, I can't wait to see you perform. Folks, watch her. Look her up online. Seek her out. She's one of the best in the biz. I'm telling you. My, uh, my, I, I got stuck. I'm paying the stock market. I I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. I I think you're great. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for having me, Dan. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night. And uh, and I will see you around. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Oh, my gosh. That was the incredible Christabel Witt. So funny. I, I, I stammered at how funny I thought she was. I couldn't. I had so many different thoughts about how funny she was. I couldn't get them out. But now I'm slowing down. And I will. Very funny. So we're going to go to a break in just a minute. And then we're going to 
we're going to be back with a little more advice by the fireplace, which I call the C block. The C stands for quality. Hmm. Not exactly. Well, all right. Let's hear an ad. And we'll be right back with a little bit more show right after this. I'm Mahalia. And I'm Taya. And, and we're, we're co-hosts of the Moonlight Mix. On our show, you can hear our most recent earworms and musical muses. Our favorite tracks will accompany your late night walks, studies, and all activities done by Moonlight. Be sure to listen to the Moonlight Mix at 9 p.m. on Monday evenings on CJLO 1690 AM in Montreal. We, we wish you a happy, happy Moonlight Night. At once candid and sinister, light and brutal, the new self-titled album by Jonathan Persson is built on a striking duality. Between 60s pop references with synthetic arrangements, folk country inspiration based on spaghetti western imagery, and blistering rock grooves with extravagant guitar licks, the groundwork is laid with the unveiling of mysterious worlds where ghostly spirits, strange entities, and characters with broken destinies intertwine. The eight-song LP is out via Bon Sound. Available on all digital platforms, LP and CD. Hey, this is Nick from Biblical at Heavy MTL, and you're listening to CJLO. Hey, are you looking for an alternative to FM radio playlists? Then tune in to the World Beat News radio program right here on CJLO 1690 AM every Tuesday from noon to 1 p.m. to hear brand new World Beat music from mainly Canadian artists. Call or text at 848-7471. CJLO. 1690, we're back with a little bit more advice by the fireplace. We just heard from Christabel Witt, comedian, graphic designer, I just learned. If you need a website, go to her. But as we learned, she's very busy. So you might not get an email right away. But keep trying. I am her assistant. If you have a message, I'll pass it on to her. <laughs> Maybe. I'm a crooked assistant. So, <laughs> sli- slide me a fiver and she'll get that message. Do you think that happens a lot? Anyway. Folks. We have some very exciting things coming up in the next few weeks. I don't want to brag. I don't want to count my eggs. The chickens inside those eggs. I know the expression. (laughs) Uh, Before they hatch. I'll finish it. Sure, I'll get it wrong, but I'll finish it. 
we have some very special guests in the future booked. And I hope you are excited for those. Should I tell them who... uh, Should I spoil the surprise? I don't think so. Let's just say I sent some... I sent some... I sent a few emails to Hollywood. Got some big time names coming up in the future. I'm very excited. Not to mention comedians from the scene of Montreal. That's what the show is. In fact, we like to say it's an advice show. And sure, advice takes up over 75% of it. But really, I like to think Advice by the Fireplace is a show to celebrate the Montreal comedy community. All these different voices, both literally and comedically. That's why we have people with incredible things to plug. I hope you go seek out that compilation album. And find her online. You know, I was listening to Christabel Witt doing an interview with Simone Holder, another comedian from that very same compilation, Diversity Hire. Uh, during the pandemic, they were talking. I think, I, think the, I think the show's called Shooting the Breeze. Free plug, Simone, if that is in fact the title. If not, is that a plug if it's wrong? I got her name right, though. Christabel was very funny on that. Love her. Walter J. Ling, our guest last week. Seek him out. Seek everybody out. You know how this works. So, folks, one more time before I let you go, I do want to remind you, please write in to advicebythefireplace at gmail.com. Give me your advice. I need it. I live off of it. I eat it, and I'm starving. I think it was Christopher Walken who said, I have a fever, and the only prescription is your advice questions. And that famous advice sketch with Advice Farrell. You you can always call in at 514-848-7471 at any point, literally at any point in the show. If you're listening live and you want to call in, 514-848-7471. 7471, I'll answer. Just promise you won't swear. Say anything rude, but I'll talk to you. I can't wait. One day that'll work. One day someone will call in. Not today, though. (laughs) Apparently. Here's another thing I don't say a lot. Because everybody knows this is the radio. CJLO 1690. But we put this show on the internet. Weeks later. Mm, a few days later, but it's there for weeks. Indefinitely. So you could seek out advice by the fireplace everywhere you listen to podcasts. Spotify. Uh, Apple Music. Uh, uh, Streamcast. That's a thing. Stitcher. Hmm, I've heard of that. And you could even go on YouTube.com, the video website. I don't know if you know it, 
but I've put little clips of previous episodes up on there. So if you're listening now, but you're not sure if you like the show, you say, I want to hear, I want to dip in, go to YouTube. There's a lot of great stuff there. The Chronicles of Narnia. Have you seen that Lonely Island sketch? I think that was right at the start of YouTube. Hmm, folks, we're coming in for the close, so I want to say thank you, as I do every week, to everybody that made this show possible. Franchella, Christopher, Allison, Calvin, everybody at CJLO who's helped me help you. Couldn't do the show without them, the top brass. Sure, they chew me out from time to time. Sure, they say, Karen, you can't say that. And I say, come on, man. It's a, it's a push and pull. But at the end of the year, we all nod at each other. Knowingly. Respectfully. Because Batman is nothing without his Joker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Thank you so much. And thank you to Corey Gandalf for his theme music, which we play each and every week. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. Some of the greatest theme music in the history of radio. There was, uh... There was... (laughs) Ryan Seacrest's American Top 40 theme. There was, uh... And that's it, really. That's number one, we're number two. So thank you to Corey. But most of all, thank each and every one of you for listening each and every week. We're going to be back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central. No, not Central. I don't know how time zones work. But it's always 5 p.m. somewhere. And that's how you know Advice by the Fireplace is on. I hope you have a good week. I hope you have a glass of wine to yourself while looking out the window. Hopefully it's raining. That adds to it. I hope you're cuddled up with someone you love this week. And I hope your blood pressure is low. Side note, is anyone ever scared... Is it just me, or when you go to the pharmacy and you put your hand in that, in the blood pressure machine to test your blood pressure, and then it squeezes your arm? Am I the only one who thinks, oh no, it's too tight this time? The machine's broken. It's going to rip my arm off? Anyone else? I think it every time. It's starting, and I go, okay, and then I think, no, 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 something's terribly wrong here. Hello, hello, and I look around, and no one cares. And it's squeezing the life out of me. It's too tight. And right as I'm about to push the button, God, let's go. And I think, oops, never mind. My pharmacist thinks I have high blood pressure. I'm just scared of the machine, you know? Terrifying. Speaking of, I saw Terrifier 2 with our guest, Walter J. Lang. Ooh, we'll talk about it next week. We vomited in the theater. The reports are true. All those reports online, 
people think I fainted. I vomit. No, it was okay. Folks, we have two minutes left. <laughs> what can I tell you in two minutes? <laughs> really uh, wish Christabel brought me some advice questions, you know? Kill some time here. Can I help you? Can I help you, Christabel? You got a recipe to bounce off me or something? None of these guys. You know, I tell them. I say, you're comedians. Come answer some advice questions. Nobody says, hey, I got a bunch of stuff for you to answer. It's all on me, you know? And sure, it's my. <laughs> sure, it should be. But I'm furious because it kills time. And yeah, because I only have a minute left, I'll be furious. Well, there's all positivity on the show. Next week, two very special guests. We're back to the twos. We thank Christabel, but ooh, it's so fun to talk to two people. They'll be calling in. I think of the new year, we're going to have people in the studio. But we'll discuss that some other time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful night. Filled with merriment, filled with joy, filled with love. Like I said at the top of the show, you put your feet on something soft. In something soft. Or around something soft you feel good this week I'm going to try to feel good this week and I will see you next week right here on CJLO 1690 AM it's not FM advice by the fireplace I've been Dan Lila have a wonderful day bye bye everybody caring is sharing Your heart's desires In conversations by the fire With Dan Lila Carey